The war was over in Mosul, but other battles had begun. People who returned to the old city had to challenge the poverty and disease. They also had to handle unidentified corpses found all over the struck neighbourhoods, lying under the rubble of buildings where landmines were still in place. At some point, digging for corpses in Mosul became a daily routine, something that didn't get much attention. In El Shahwan neighbourhood by the Tigris River in the eastern part of Mosul, fierce battles took place between the Iraqi security forces under air cover from the International Coalition Against ISIS and ISIS. The neighbourhood is one of the most affected. According to the Mosul governor, Zohair al-Araji, 80% of the old city was destroyed. Out of the city's 54 neighbourhoods, 16 had mild damage, 23 had half of their buildings completely destroyed, and 15 were totally unfit for living in. One of those neighbourhoods was Al-Shahwan. Om Muhammad, 64, was one of the few people who returned to Al-Shahwan after defeating ISIS. We didn't have to knock when we arrived at her house. She was sitting outside with a long white rosary in her hand, counting the loss of people in Mosul, remembering the neighbours who were killed or left and never returned. We returned to Al-Shahwan after the fighting was over, and it was down to the ashes. Good people donated money so that I can fix my house, but the smell kills us every day. So do snakes and scorpions and insects. The smell of corpses and snakes. Scorpions and insects come for them. We have piles of corpses here. Om Muhammad took us for a tour around the rubble in Al-Shahwan, as we walked through the alleyways, we found writing on crumbling walls that said, Here lies a family, and an arrow pointing towards a family that lives in the rubble with corpses, snakes, and insects. Look at this hill. It's not really a hill. These are houses that were destroyed and people inside were killed and buried under the rubble. And here in Bayat, the smell of corpses is killing us, and walls will fall apart at any moment over the children. A few days ago, a child fell in the basement of a destroyed house. Can you believe that these houses were once the houses of innocent people? This is Canaan's house. He was killed in the battles. And this was my auntie's house. She's still buried under the rubble, and we can dig her body out. And this is Alhaz Shukri's house. This is my cousin Wa'ad's house. All of these houses are gone. This is Salah's, and this is the house of my husband's uncle. He had two sons who were killed. One of them was a paramedic during the battle, and he died while trying to help his injured friend. A bullet went through his body and killed him. This is Khandori's house. This is Rayad's. He used to help us a lot. All our lovely young men are gone. Where are the people? All the good people were killed. Al-Shahwan's lost its spark. We were a strong community. We fed each other and helped each other. When cancer defeated my husband, his funeral and commemoration continued for seven days. Everybody in the neighbourhood helped, everyone was sweet and kind, and now everyone's gone. Those who were not killed fled and never returned. While documenting the damage in one of the houses, we found skeletons of women and children and men. One of the rooms had skeletons and carnage underneath the blankets, cloth, clothes and shoes. We also found some explosive belts in some corners. It's a great risk to go inside destructed houses in El Shahwan and other parts of Mosul, you could stumble upon landmines and bombs, or explosive belts around the waist of ISIS fighters who were killed there before they could detonate them. In Mosul, we met the Brigadier General Hossam Khalil, head of the Civil Defence Department in the Neva Governorate. He talked to us about the number of corpses that were collected from Mosul. 
باشرت المديرية برفع هذه الجثث وإنقاذ بعض المواطنين من Civil Defense collected 2,600 corpses of identified innocent citizens who were killed during the battle to retrieve Mosul, 750 of which are women and 850 of which are children who couldn't flee the city. There are also 2,200 unidentified corpses of ISIS fighters, making the total number of collected corpses 4,800. He also talked to us about the hardships that his team faced during the process. Collecting the corpses was an extremely tough process due to the topography of the area. Also, the alleyways of the old city became even more narrow with the rubble in it. There were also loads of military debris, like explosive belts and guns of ISIS fighters. What made the situation even harder was the lack of equipment to dig for corpses, as the Defense Department had none left after regaining Mosul. After the Battle of Mosul was over, a new committee was formed under the name Committee of Collecting Corpses, the head of which was the engineer Dorid Hazem. We met him to know more and document his testimony on the situation. There's so much secrecy about the number of Mosul battle victims, whether from the federal government in Baghdad or local authorities in Nineveh. We couldn't find accurate counts of the numbers of victims, whether killed, injured, missing, or all of them combined. With every office we approached or official we spoke to about any database of the corpses and losses, their answer was always, sorry, we don't have any. On the other hand, war media cell that works under the umbrella of the Iraqi government was very outspoken about the number of ISIS fighters who were killed during the battle. They announced that the Iraqi security forces killed 30,000 ISIS fighters during the nine months of the Mosul battle. Looking into the numbers that were announced by Iraqi authorities, whether central in Baghdad or local in Nineveh, 5,524 corpses were collected from Mosul, as Dorim Hazem told us, 2,872 of which were ISIS fighters. A simple math of subtracting this number from the 30,000 announced by the war media cell, and we find that 27,128 corpses of ISIS fighters are still under the rubble of Mosul. Soror al-Husseini is a young woman from Mosul who formed a team of six people to collect corpses from Mosul. She talked to us about her experience. In November 2017, we visited the old city of Mosul and saw a huge number of corpses. We started at once to contact local authorities of civil defense, health and city council. It took two months to get the approvals needed to collect corpses and we started working in January 2018. Soror talks about the reasons why she took over such a mission. We thought there would be an inevitable epidemic in the city when we saw the corpses in the streets. Those who were not killed by ISIS will probably be killed by this epidemic. At the end of the day, people had to come back to the city, but they shouldn't come back to find these corpses. About the techniques of collecting the corpses, she says... The eldest of the team, myself, my husband, and our friend Mohanad, used to identify the houses and the corpses through the smell, or locals would tell us about their location. We were accompanied by soldiers from the 7th Brigade of the Iraqi Army. Sometimes we also had soldiers from the Nineveh Operations Leadership, and we were constantly accompanied by the intelligence. The eldest of the three of us would go inside the house first to clear the way from the explosives, as our biggest obstacle was collecting loaded corpses. When we found one, we didn't allow younger team members to handle it because they're really young. After we handle it, we talk to the others through the wireless who come in with the bags to where the corpse is. They put the corpse in the bags and carry them outside where the council vehicles collect them.
So Rohr told us that she and her team had collected over a thousand corpses, some of which were not whole, but just pieces of the hand or the head or other body parts. Al Husseini told us that it was tricky to document those. We didn't bury the corpses. Our work at first was with the local council of Mosul, and later with the forensics authority as well. We dug for the corpses from under the rubble, basements, streets, and anywhere that doesn't need machinery. We put it in special bags, closed the bags, and took it out to the streets where vehicles can reach. The local council then collected those bags and took over the process of burial. Aside from the battle of collecting corpses, Soror had a legal battle against the former governor of Nineveh, Nofel al-Akub, who denied that there are any uncollected corpses in the old city of Mosul. A team from DW accompanied us for a full day when we were collecting corpses. Later, Jafar of Jafar Talk called us and invited me to the show to talk about the corpses, and I accepted. Before the episode, Jafar introduced the guests, among which was the governor, Nufal Al-Akoub. And when Jafar mentioned that I had a team to collect the corpses, the government flew into a rage, called me a liar, and denied that there are any corpses in Mosul. Nineveh Operations Leadership called her for an investigation on what happened. She adds, After the investigation, Nineveh Operations Leader, Colonel Najim al-Jabri, cleared us of all charges after he knew that we were volunteers who helped Mosul Council and Forensic Authority to collect the corpses. But Al-Husseini was surprised later when she found out that Al-Akub had sued her in Mosul court. My trial was postponed more than once, then passed to the misdemeanor court where I was bailed for 5 million Iraqi dinars, 4,200 US dollars. A year later, I was hosted in Erbil Book Fair to share my experience with corpses of Mosul and press revisited the case against me. A petition was inaugurated where journalists and media personnel signed supporting my acquittal. It became a matter of public opinion in Iraq, and after I was tried, the judge acquitted me for a lack of evidence. According to El Husseini, the neighborhoods of El Ikla'at and El Medan had the biggest number of corpses. El Ikla'at was totally destroyed, and it was the last stronghold of ISIS. It's where the last battle happened. Strikes were heavy there, same as the military operations. That's why it had too many corpses. El Husseini asserts that many corpses are still under the rubble there. We visited the old city last month and saw bones and carnage still there. I can't give an accurate number, but it's too many. We don't have the tools or the means to count the uncollected corpses of Mosul. As if the tragedy was not enough, the people of Mosul fight an additional battle at another front in the city. It's the Battle of the Stray Dogs. Head of the veterinary hospital in Mosul, Dr. Obedi Shahab al-Abadi, told us there are about 40,000 stray dogs roaming the city of Mosul. They move around in the eastern and western districts, spreading fear and diseases. In public parks, streets, demolished buildings, and under the rubble, stray dogs live, attack people, break into houses, sometimes causing deadly injuries. The stray dogs of Mosul are an additional epidemic, a problem that adds to the growing complexity of the situation, and the corpses scattered in the city make it even harder to handle the dogs.